listening to It's All Good, Magic, Mysticism, and Earth Medicine. Check us out by visiting www.magicandmedicine.blogspot.com. I'm your host, Dr. Candice Nadine Green. Hello, everyone, and welcome to, whoops, hang on, I'm having some issues here with sound. I hope this is the right one. Okay, so hello, and welcome to, finally, episode 100 of Magic and Medicine. We've been doing a lot of stuff lately, working on a new website, because the one that we have currently is kind of sloppy and confusing. So this one should be a lot um, I don't know. I'm having some issues with my background music. Um, so anyway, to continue. So yeah, we've been working on a new website so that it will be nicer and easier to manage because it is kind of sloppy. And if you, you have to get away from the old, what do you call it? The old... Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, goodness, the old way, the the old system that I've been using for such a long time, and it just makes sense to have something, something better. So I'm I'm excited. It's almost done, and when it when it's done, then I will put it on the show, and it'll have all the same information, just easier and a lot a lot better to. A lot better to uh, navigate so it's going to be great and I'm excited our this show has taken quite a few transformations and I don't know part of that I owe I think because my life has been a little bit busy and it's not like the time when I had my really good podcast candidly Candace which was on blog talk radio that was an amazing show and um but that show it sort of got away i don't really do those things anymore like i did on that show women's issues and um being a spokesperson for especially for women who've been uh in domestic violence situations and been abused and things like that so i've sort of gotten away from that and i focus more on this mystic life that i've immersed myself in completely this time instead of just half-heartedly and it's something that resonates with me very well and that's why i do what i do and also i've been busy with clients and writing and a lot of stuff so this is a great greatness of being self-employed so last time we talked a little bit about um african medicine health and nutrition and yes i I, i've focused a lot on african mysticism medicine lately because that's what's important to me that's what i am that's what i know and it resonates with me um it's just like when i used to when i did paintings i'm a a brown-skinned woman west african woman West African American woman, and I would paint. I realized when I was, I would paint Caucasian paintings. They didn't resonate with me. I had no feeling in them. They were beautiful, but I start. I didn't represent myself. And that doesn't say that you have to do that, but I, I, I wanted to 
look at the beauty of my people and talk about my people and portray my people to the world in a more positive outlook, which is why I started to do it. And I, I, it just means, meant so much. There's so many aspects, so many levels, and it's beautiful. So, so I find that if you're uncomfortable listening to my podcast because it focuses on this and it has changed and evolved as so have I, then you're welcome to not listen. But I do welcome you here and thank you for listening. And I want to talk about medicine, health and nutrition, earth medicine, and just health and nutrition in general. I'm not, gonna, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not that kind of doctor. So I'm not going a uh, medical doctor, so I'm not going to get all ex- excited over um, health. But I will talk about uh, things that we can do something about. We know that our bodies are sacred. And as, men- as I mentioned in a previous episode, the African diaspora you know, descendants, are not biochemically able to handle much of the food we eat today. And I'm realizing that with my own body because I'm starting, I start to feel sick after consuming meat that is really rich, stuff that's really rich and that's, it makes me feel sick. And I, it became more pronounced as I became more aware and more involved in my own spiritual path, my own spiritual journey. I, I've had many, many levels, many different levels of my journey, many different stopping points. And the deeper I've gotten, the more my body became to change. I would get sick, dis, uh, discomforting feeling, feeling too full. And my body had problems processing food. That's, again, that I'm not biochemically able to do. And I felt that there were toxins that are hanging around in my body. I could actually feel heavy. I could feel them. And after reading this book that's really life-changing, it's called the one that I, I've been doing a lot of research from. It's called African Medicine, A Complete Guide to Yoruba Healing Science and African Herbal Remedies. It's the all-new second edition. It's by Takik M. Sawandi, Dr. Takik M. Sawandi. Um, now I want to share it with you and my fellow people of African descent. So the human body is related to and connected with the divine powers of creation. Remember, we're connected. We're not separate. We, we don't look at the, like um, the people of India, when the yogis, they say namaste, which means I salute the God within you. And that, that gives... Um, I'm not thinking right today at all. It gives, um, it, it honors that pot, that the idea, the notion, the reality that we are not separate from the divine. The divine resides within us. That we are divine. Divine is within us. And as such, it needs to be respected. To the ancient Africans, health represented the most direct path to spiritual, mental, and physical attunement. It involved the mental as well as the spiritual. The earliest inhabitants of Africa were skilled hunters and gatherers. Long before other ancient civilizations, the Africans planted seeds, they worshipped God, and fashioned shapely tools from iron. The divine beauty they perceived, they expressed in masks, painting, pottery, wood carvings, and gold figurines and figurines. 
Their art and religion permeated and reflected every aspect of life. And that is in it so beautiful, the African masks, the African dolls. And, and the more I, because I am an artist, an artisan, as well as an author, the more I work with my hands. I have always had these tiny hands that were a little wrinkly. And, and I remember when I was in, I remember when I was working in college, I worked two jobs and went to school full time because I just had myself to depend upon and no one was helping me. Uh, I, one of my jobs was I was a cashier at, back then it was called Edwards and then it closed. But I worked, I worked there and I remember bagging. I remember because I would bag. I, I, I worked so fast. I was, I was such a fast cashier that I could bag too. At the same time, I just you know do it and bag, help my bag a bag. And one of my baggers said, "Oh, you have mad wrinkles on your hands," and that hurt my feelings. And I was only nineteen. And after then, I would sit on my hands a lot and keep my hands below the table. I didn't find my hands beauty beautiful, but the work that they I, I didn't take me until. I don't know, well after I met my husband, that I realized that my hands are creative hands and they create beautiful things and they're not ugly. And um, they're small because they they help make things. It's like gardening and my artisan work. I love creating. And so that's that's what I do. It brings me, I could spend hours doing it, but I know I can't because I have children and family. But it, it, it produces so much beauty when I look at who I am and where I come from, my roots and my ancestors. It's beautiful. And, the, and, um, and I reflect that, try to reflect that beauty in, in the art, in the writings, and everything that I create, even myself that I create. The African concept of reality was cyclical, meaning that everything has its cycles, including human life. An important aspect of these beliefs is the unity of all things in the form of one. The one is known by many names, Oludumare, Aman, Osa, Ta, Netter, Allah, God, Yahweh, etc. Basically, it says nothing exists without this hidden, mysterious power we all call God. A spark, like I said before, a spark of the one exist of the divine exist in all things because it is that which gives it being africans see themselves as part of nature not separate from it nor could they separate themselves from it nature therefore could be utilized in man's behalf if you know how to work with its laws if you abuse them they could destroy you that's the idea that we're we're on this journey towards ultimate oneness we are not separate from our surroundings. I was telling a client that um, yesterday, I actually had a client yesterday. I don't usually take clients on Sunday, but this was a special circumstance. And it was a video Zoom. And I told this client that this normal reality that we see with our eyes here in the physical material world is just an illusion. We are all particles. You know, the pencil that you have is part of it, is made from a tree. It has particle, it has living living things within it, living atoms and molecules that vibrate at a certain uh, speed level to create the illusion of this pencil. And we, in turn, we also 
are consisted of particles and particles and molecules and break them down and break them down to where just these small things that give an illusion of a physical form because of the, the rate of the vibration. And when you come in contact with another person, that's why you can sometimes feel like some energy from another person because your particles are interacting with their particles. I learned this some years ago. Um, it, it was an eye-opener. I learned it, learned it from Swami Yogatamata. He is, he is um, he's a Swami here at, uh, at a center that I, I used to I, I'd attend because I loved his talks. And he, talk, he talked about that, talked about the, the illusion of the physical. And, I mean, it's, it's a metaphysical concept, we think it's just a medical physical concept when it, when in fact a lot of the ancient cultures have talked about this very same thing we need to get back to that to back to that understanding there's a lot of wisdom to be had now africans no oh, i already said that <laughs> that was my notes are just a mess today now today more than ever blacks african americans they must embrace and utilize their own african tradition of diet and lifestyle we've gotten so far away from it that we're not able to to go back that we think we're not able to go back and that it seems foreign to us and it's often rejected which is is very sad because blood is blood you have that african blood and you you can't get rid of it no matter what you do and there is much there is much comfort in the wisdom of the ancients of the older people of our ancestors now, across north america black americans are destroying their bodies destroying the the inside and out with with poor quality foods unconscious indulgence and emotional dietary habits we think that we have to eat certain things i had a a late uncle who and i, I used to when i was a kid we visited them in Af in uh, alabama and he used to keep the fat on the on the chicken and it was gross it was just gross and these all oh, you know all them people don't know anything and i said this is just disgusting and it's unhealthy and it clogs your it clogs your your arteries and it just creates fat around the, the heart and then what do you, you're not able to process it you're not able to process it. and that stuff it builds up in you and it creates toxins i don't know society I, I have to do some research on finding out where this idea came from that we have to eat, that black people eat that kind of stuff. Because it's not what we're biochemically made to do. That, that actually kills us. And it gives us shorter lifespans. And it's not, it's not the way that we should go. You know, distinct, the distinctive foods of the black community, you know, the soul food, you know, ham, which is, ham is not so bad. You don't eat it every day. You get a potato salad, french fries, pork chops, chitlins. You know, chitlins, let me tell you, I never liked chitlins. I tried, I had them like once and probably, I had to probably had, was forced to eat them again as a kid with hot sauce. And I didn't like them. I never liked the smell. And it's just not healthy. But I know some black people who swear that they love chitlins and they can't do without it. And I'm just like, you're killing yourself. You want it's not because I think I'm all that, and then it's oh you're white or this. No, it's not. It's, we are not biochemically designed to digest that food. Do your research, people. 
get do your research it's everywhere there's no excuse you have internet internet on your phones you can go well it's covid time but still you if you could go to the library you can go to the library and use a computer whatever it's not it's common knowledge it's common knowledge or and do do some research it's, it's your dna do do some research and find out and you'll find you'll find out that that's not it's it's that's a fake culture culture root okay people who want to think that that's part of their cultural roots no that's fake that's what someone told you so that they could kill you off quickly you know get rid of you make your life short and make your life short thinking that that's what you eat no it's we're not biochemically made for that that's not what our people ate okay none of that stuff right pig feet you know and, and collard greens with with uh like I make collard greens, but not the way my my folks used to make them. Okay, with the the fat back in it. No, that's no. Okay, and you know cornbread, black eyed peas. There's nothing wrong with cornbread or black eyed peas. In uh, um, hog maws, <sighs> you don't need to be eating that. It, it, all of these foods. It, it's the way you cook them too. You know all these foods that cooked in or laced with pork fat, lard, milk, eggs, butter, a little too much salt too spicy and lots of sugar like i had people put sugar in string beans what they don't need to be sweet that's how you get diabetes no i mean let's face it black people are making a lot of food choices that are cutting their lives short permanently you know by eating foods fried in heavy grease and pork and with excessive concentrations of sugar and salt you know, you're just feasting your way to an early grave. That's what you're doing. I had a friend in, back in college probably, and even then I knew, lay off the fried food. That's what my people eat. No, it's not. Even I knew that then. No, it's not. That's a lot. You don't have to have fried food three, four times a night. Come on. It's just, and it's, it, you can see it on the outside of the skin. The skin gets all gross and... It, <laughs> It's just, and, and then and it makes you uncomfortable and you're just cutting your life short. It is. We have to get back to the earth. You know, my aunt, one of my aunts, my, one of my, my maternal, a maternal aunt, she used to have a garden when she was, you know, a younger mother. And when the cousins were, we were around the same age and she'd had these beautiful garden tomatoes. And I would be back there with her, and she's like, "You want a tomato?" She'd take one right off the, take it right off the plant, and give it to me, and I would eat it, and she would eat one too, and they were the the most delicious, most healthy tomatoes I've I had ever had. And because I I my family were involved in a lot of agriculture, that's what they they came from uh, farming and things like that. I from an early age, I was interested in, in plants and growing plants. I remember a fifth grade project I transplanted. I made a double plant by trans, uh, transplanting two different plants together for a project in fifth grade. And, uh, and that plant lived many, many years. When I, when I went away, it was still there, so I don't know what happened to it. But uh, I tend to have plants for a long time. But... Then I, then I love gardening, and I love there's nothing better than growing your own food and herbs 
and it's healthy and you don't have to put a bunch of pesticides in it because a garden tomato tastes a whole lot different from the tomato from the supermarket that's filled with look what do they what do you think that they put in those those vegetables or those the meat or whatever to make those things go big and fat okay steroids and all kind of chemicals to make them grow big and fat and those are growing in your body just saying it's something you should think about and that's how we're killing ourselves too doesn't mean don't go to the grocery store or anything that but try to grow something on your kitchen counter they they have little little things that you can put on your counter and grow uh, just be be careful. You try to go to farmers markets or you, the local farms where they where they have stuff that's not oh, chemically induced. You try to try to buy from there. Some of them do have great prices because I've I've been to some, and you, then it's it's a whole lot better for you than stuff from the regular. Uh, chain supermarkets but again we're allowing this this killer to run loose in the black community which is responsible this killer is responsible for more deaths than drugs and black on black crime it's responsible for the high incidence of hypertension infant mortality rates and the slow miserable death of many of our senior citizens and this killer is the diet of african-americans you ever notice, you know, they ever notice that in uh, black, predominantly black communities, there are all the bad food chains, all the bad flu- food places. You ever notice that? Like Popeye's, Kentucky Fried Chicken, or some chicken place. Uh, places that, so that we could get all those high cholesterol, so we can go to those places, consume that food and get high cholesterol, blood pressure, diabetes, and have a short lifespan. Ever notice that? I have. Um, also, also, uh, you know, I mean, we for some for some reason there is this need within us that we have to ex- excessively consume this stuff, and I'm wondering if it has if it stems from slavery from not having from you know not having that freedom to do and go and eat think what we need it's i think it's something you know post slavery distress order something like that that is causing us to have that 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 inherent need that we need to excessively consume and i i know that feeling i've had that feeling where um I had feelings where when I left home, when I ran, ran away because I had to, I, I, I had the sense of freedom, the sense of freedom. I was only, I was just out of high school and I wanted to go to college. My father didn't want me to go to college and I said, I'm going, <laughs> but um, I, 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 I had this freedom. I was like, I can eat what I want. I don't have to eat that much and I can blah, blah, blah. And that's how it felt. It, 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 that's how it how it felt but remember that society society unfortunately sticks its foot in a lot of things and it's dictating what is for us instead of us taking back our health taking back our lives our culture and promoting what we know is good for us 
and not shaming others or calling them names who are in, the, in, our, in our own communities who have made the choice to have life, made the choice of living by not consuming the stuff that we are not biochemically designed for because we know that we can't process it. And honoring our ancestors by culturing, by cultivating their ways. What did our ancestors do? What did they do? And don't be ashamed of it. It's be it's beautiful. I there's a lot of people in the in the um, African diaspora who just don't want to, don't don't want to have anything to do with their culture. Just shame are ashamed of it because they're misinformed and because they haven't done their research. And that's that's what it is. That's what it is. You know, cancer. All right. A lot of us die of cancer. Cancer of the colon. Colon cancer is the most common cancer form of cancer in the African in African Americans. Colon cancer is intri intricately related to diet as alcoholism is related to drinking or lung cancer to smoking. The colon is an essential part of the digestive system. If we are dying because our food is not being properly digested, then we must reconsider the food that we put into our body. Come, it's just one small step. It's not hard. It's not hard. Some people can grow things in their garden boxes in their windows. There's plenty of urban gardens. And if you live in the cities that people have, they give them a little plot, a piece of it, and the community garden, you could take plate participate in that or you can just go support them instead and buy from them okay buy from them the body is basically designed to heal itself yeah but don't take advantage don't take that for granted it has the, the body does have the capacity to regenerate over two billion new cells every day and we need that energy we need that energy to uh we need that energy and the energy comes from the foods that we eat. So if your diet is not providing you with the proper nutrients, your body cannot do its job. And that's why we have a lot of problems. We get sick and we continue, we'll continue to get sick until we either change our diet or die. The worst possible food you can put into your body is meat, especially red meat. The human digestive tract is not designed to process meat. I'm not promoting vegetarianism. You can still, I still eat chicken, but I don't eat fried. <laughs> and I, I, I um, have it a little bit, not a whole lot. Okay, so I'm not trying to convince you to be all become vegetarians or anything like that. I'm just trying to convince you to look at what you're eating. Okay, look at what you're eating. I mean, there's lots of African dishes that have meat in it. All right. So any food, just remember, any food that stays in your body for more than eight hours is going to cause problems. It takes me an average of 90 hours to get digested. And during that time, the undigested pieces will remain in the colon and rot, sending toxins into the body, which slowly kills you. So the soul food that, we so, that we're so proud of is our worst enemy. 
The food causes bloated stomachs, varicose veins, swollen ankles, high blood pressure, heart disease, and a number of other related illnesses. Now, I'm not making this up. I researched, researched this information, so I'm not making it up. Okay? And, I mean, it, it, even though it has never been, a, it, 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 they have never, in the ancient, our ancestors, okay, the meats have never played a leading role in the diets of our African, traditional Africans. Rural Africans consume small amounts of animal protein, okay? So today, the rural West African today has, the, their diet mainly consists of cereals, green vegetables, peas, beans, and the curds of, and whey of cow's milk. For bulk, people eat cassava. I love cassava. Cassava, yams, and sweet potatoes. So look, you can still eat. You can still eat that stuff. And that stuff's actually really good for you. It has a lot of nutrients. Again, it is also how you prepare it. If you're going to fry that sweet potato, and yes, there are fried sweet potatoes, you, dip, you can put it in some coating and fry it. That's not, that's not exactly good for you. So today's rural Africa does not suffer from most chronic diseases, which are on the increase in the American black community and our ever-present plague in, the modern, in modern society in general. So I started to, to eat more of what my ancestors have eating because that is my, my biochemical makeup. I mean, I used to eat cassava years ago when I had some Liberian friends who made some great food. And I learned how to do the stuff like that. And I learned a lot about different, different things that also are part of my culture as well. My, my tribes and my, my African ancestry. And so I, I, you know, I start to eat those, I eat those things. And if you don't have these kind of places around you, you can't get to them. Let me tell you, you can go online. I've ordered, I've ordered cassava. I've ordered fufu online. I'm not kidding. Um, you can even try it on, even on Amazon. I, I remember I got a fufu, box of fufu to make some fufu. And it's the kind that I had like years ago when I used to eat it. The plantain one, because that's my favorite one. On Amazon. But you don't have to go there. There's other African stores. But 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 again, the this the, the people that they use on there are would be the African markets. The African markets would have sell their stuff on on Amazon. So when you click it on Amazon, you can look who the seller is because I have. And I feel better a lot. My body feels so much better. And I know why my body is reaching is reacting to certain foods that are not good for me. You know, one man's food is another man's poison. What may be good for certain folks from part of the world may not be good from folks from another part of the world. You can't get away from your biochemical makeup. You can change the exterior all you want and you can fill it with junk and, and eventually your body will break down and you will not live a long time as long as you could live. You know, like... For instance, uh, so, so what may be good for someone else may not be good for us. Example, um, Eskimos and whale blubber. I'm not an Eskimo. My biochemical makeup is not the same as an Eskimo. They had to eat whale blubber for warmth and survival. So it's not good for the people, for me being of an, a West African descent. So I would not, I could not eat that. That would just kill me. I, and I, I can guarantee you it will because my body is so sensitive anyway. So 
we should remember that our principal food is whole grains, okay? And I don't need to, to go into that and keep, keep saying it over and over again. You know, the culture from which our ancestors came had much to offer, not only to its people then, but to us now. And we, 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 we are, they, there's a wealth of information available and we're not taking advantage of it. Okay, so, you know, like nuts, particularly peanuts, will, those, if you don't have nut allergies, they supply valuable fat, protein, and vitamins often missing in the African diet. Likewise, you know, frying and vegetables oils, oil supplied most of the little fat received from any source. The main, por the main portion of the African diet came from whole grains, fruits, and vegetables, which is seen today as the hallmark of a healthy diet. You don't have to be extreme, but you just have to be conscious. In West Africa, we find that natives, the living there, live healthier lives. For the most part, the food in this part of the region is millet, beans, green vegetables, wild root, palm oil, fish, and small fowl. Palm oil is the usual cooking fat, but peanut oil, shea oil, and occasionally coconut oil were used in different regions. I use palm oil because I love palm oil, and I was that's how I was introduced to the African cuisine was with palm oil, and I fell in love with it, and I love it. So we must understand the ways in which our bodies require different foods, genetically and nutritionally. nutritionally. <laughs> like, like other people, people of African descent need information that takes into account our special health problems, unique dietary needs, and biochemical predisposition. We'd be lost. We'd be a lot slimmer and healthier if we just ate what's right for us biochemically, and we'd have less health problems. I mean, it's easier said than done, especially when there's fast food, you know, so readily available almost on every corner, especially if you live in a low socioeconomic area, okay, or predominantly black and brown neighborhoods. And I mean, who has time to cook sometimes, especially when you're working, real meals or a garden? I mean, I do, but as I said, you can support others, support others, just Go and support others who are, who are out there, who are doing the, who are, who are out there doing stuff um, because it's better for you. And here I go, getting on my, getting on my uh, soapbox, but still in all, it's important. It's important that we honor, we honor ourselves and remember our ancestry. So because of our diets, you know, the average person carries 30 to three to 30 pounds of hardened impacted feces in your, in the colon that never comes out or even never comes out, even with, you know, anemas and colonies. It's a source of continuous poisoning and many health problems, just like I mentioned, colon cancer. Now, there's something that I, I also use, um, it's called psyllium husks or powder powder I used a certified organic one it's tasteless you can put it in your juice or water it, 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 it's a temporary solution to clean yourself out I put I put I found that a, a teaspoon was too much so I put a half a teaspoon in my coffee in the morning and I start 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 and I, I drink it right away I drink it in my iced coffee because I love iced coffee 
but it's an excellent source of fiber. And I found, I mean, a couple of times I said, I'm going to see what my body does when I don't take it. And it was bad. I felt so uncomfortable. My body was not digesting stuff. But with this, I feel that I'm, I feel very good, actually. I take it every day. I, you know, as a part of my, I, and I, I urge people who are trying to, cl to clean out their bodies to, you know, it's, it, use it. It's a maintenance. It, it, you know, use it as an everyday maintenance. And you know that it, the psyllium expands to 10 times its volume in your colon, for real. Now, I never feel it, okay? I'm not, I'm not walking around feeling bloated. So I'm just telling you that. It makes it an excellent intestinal broom, which provides toxic, which prevents toxic buildup in the colon and ensures regular bowel movements. So that's important. I think it is. I think it is. So again, we need to, we need to get back into, in, into our, into, into nature. That's what we need. We need to, we need to get back down to our roots. We need to, We need to get more in touch with our ancestors and try. Make, make the effort. African Yoruba medicine deals with the elimination of the root source of the problem. All illness is the result of an imbalance of the physical, mental, and spiritual aspects of the, of the body. So when a Yoruba healer comes, uh, they cure the person of the symptoms and gets rid of the negative energies. But Unless they, unless the person themselves takes an effort, makes an effort of addressing the cause of the, the, the disease, which is the food intake and things like that, the sickness will come right back. So you can get a healer. And if you're not listening to your body, then your sickness is going to come back. So they can only do so much. You can only do so much. Like if someone, you tell, tell, tell a kid, look, don't go out. It's like 20 below out there and you're going outside with no shoes on, you're going to get sick. And then they, you know, they get sick and you can nurse them back to health, but they keep doing the same thing. The same thing's going to happen. There will people who say you keep shopping at the same store, you're going to get the same product. And that's true. So if you want to be different, be healthier, you got, you have to, the ancestors have a wealth of information for us if we just listen. If we just listen and we're not listening and it's very sad. Absolutely sad. So that's what I have to talk about today. Uh, again, stay tuned for the new website. When that comes out, I will definitely, definitely be announcing that on the show. But in the meantime, you can always visit magic with a K and medicine.blogspot.com. And on there, since it's a little bit of a mess, but you can also book me for if you need for spiritual consultations. I'll give you consultations. I do quite often where you can, if you can have some questions about your path or any questions related to who do African ancestry or just spiritual, your spiritual walk anything i'm taught i was talking a couple of days ago with someone about astral projection they had a lot of questions about that i also do spiritual messages as well i do 15 
40, I do 15 minutes, I do 45 minutes. Oh, I'm sorry, 15 and 30 minutes. And you know, that's per permanent. And the reasonable price is because right now we're in a pandemic and a lot of people are short on money. So thank you for listening. Check me out on all my social media. That's also on the website. And in the meantime, honor and gratitude to the ancestors. Have a great day.